This is Curry Steph, and this is Under the Hoops, an NBA Top Shot podcast. This is episode 20, and welcome. Today we're going to review Freshman Freshman Gems, the rare drop that occurred over this week. There was a bit of controversy that happened after the rare pack drop, and Top Shot have tried to make amends. Also, look at fast break. We've got another round, and there's been some small changes again. Um, so, I want to talk about fast break, some tips, and also the uh, current state of play with that. And we have for the win next week another small drop there. So, let's get straight into it. So, Freshman Gems was a rare pack drop, which gave you the chance of having two to three. Freshman Gems Rares, and the price was $249. There was significant demand for it. I think there was over 7,000, maybe 8,000 requested, and there was only around 1,100 available. So if you requested 20, you could have got three to five. Um, I was lucky enough to get five. I requested 20, and I got on the higher end, um, which I was very fortunate to get some people requested 10 and got none so um it is really a bit random how they distribute but generally you kind of get the percentage of what you've requested based on the demand so if a thousand packs are available and there was two thousand requested you should get about 50 percent of what you um requested and and it gets less as as more packs are requested so i opened up all five of my packs I actually didn't get any of the top six rares, which I think is um, a little bit surprising. Um, I did get a couple of Wemby Wembenyama debuts in there, so I did sell those off because I wanted to buy a sixth pack, and then my sixth pack, I didn't get any <laughs> good rares either. So a little bit unlucky with what was in the packs, but um, very fortunate to get the packs in the first place. Um, so those packs are now, they were around... 550 530 when they first came on the pack marketplace and they've moved up to just under seven hundred dollars so um uh you know a good play would have been to hold those packs and then resell them um as a as a way of uh i guess you know playing this kind of scenario so those came out then the um the rip packs i think twenty thousand rip packs were available and there's only a five percent chance i bought 20 of those so my odds were to get one rare, and I did. I got a Sasser rare. So again, not lucky with the rares I get, but I kind of, you know, uh, met the odds, I guess, for that. So um, overall, that was positive. But one something that happened in between um, the rare gem drop and the rip drop was there was a blog announcement made uh, for the um, rookie revelation set because a lot of these rare gems were going to be used for, for um, burning leaderboards in the future. And the blog itself came out, and I didn't really pay attention to it straight away at the time. I didn't really read it. But there was some um, keen, I guess, uh, players uh, that saw, the, saw there was a difference in this leaderboard burn coming up. And 
the detail was, if you go to the blog, there's four leaderboards and the details that changed was there was going to be a top 30 burn leaderboard uh, for rookie revelation packs. So these legendary packs that have come out later in the year, we got some information early um, to try and inform us how we're going to use these rares. And in that blog, it said, if you're in the top 30 burning, you will get a rookie revelation pack. But it wasn't for TSS. It was for cumulative rares burnt across 23-24. So that's, you know, your freshman gems, your MGLE, challenge rewards. Those are the ones that you could have burnt. Now, what happened was because it's cumulative, you know, you'd rather burn the floor, obviously, because one rare is one rare. So you're not going to burn a $1,700 Wemby. You're going to burn a uh, $40, $50 Nick Smith. So people started uh, accumulating the, uh, the the floor after the rare gem uh, pack drop. But then there was a clarification made on that blog that only two of the leaderboards, the player burnt to earn. So for each specific player, there was five revelations going to be burnt for that player and also for the player jersey. Those were going to be cumulative burns because they're very centric to that player. The, the two... One and two leader ball, which was the top 30, and also the crate, which is like just for one person gets that. If you're the top burner, it's not cumulative anymore. So it's not burn 100 and win if you're the top. It It's back to TSS. So you had a situation where some users had, you know, let's say they accumulated 20, 30 rares to try and fight for these leaderboards. Now that they're, 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 it's TSS, they are behind the game because they're not. Um, they might not have a good TSS to value ratio anymore. So um, that change happened and there was some outrage. I was talking to um, a person called Democa Prince. He he was um, really uh, vocal on Twitter about how two of the boards changed from a cumulative burn to a TSS burn. So... Um, yeah, it is a change. Like, I think the issue is, I think the change was the correct one by Topshop to change to TSS, but you don't do that after um, rares have come out and you've made that announcement. So it's just the timing is the issue I have with. But I understand the intent of what they did. They tried to, I guess, um, burn in the right way, which was um, through TSS and not just clearing the floor because you could have had a scenario where you ended up with, I don't know, let's say 50, 60 Nick Smiths left. So suddenly the whole set would be skewed to a random low uh, low value rookie that's not, you know, maybe he'll never play again. I don't know. I'm, no offense to Nick Smith. But so they kind of, I think, realized this cumulative rare burning was going to have um, kind of kind of wider impacts to this set and people trying to finish the set. You kind of you know, the market does what it does and it optimizes to suit. So what they did was they made an announcement to um, provide a compensation now. Um, so what they said was um, the scoring system communicated on Monday didn't reflect our commitment to scarcity and prioritization of the very best collectibles on our platform. To address this issue, we will compensate those directly affected preserving the integrity of this truly important rare set for a long time. For the collectors who purchase multiple freshman gems moments in the marketplace, 
will be compensating them with credit by reimbursing them the delta between what these collectors purchased their moments for before the announced change and what those same additions were valued in the marketplace on February 2nd. We'll be adding an additional 10% for each collector's reimbursement as a token of our appreciation. Additionally, these collectors will also receive a guaranteed right to purchase our upcoming MJLE drop. No action is required by these collectors, and we anticipate the credit will be distributed before the end of the day. Our goal of this season has always been to avoid scenarios where lesser-known prospects inadvertently become the most scarce collectible in the set. We've since corrected the parameters for these upcoming leaderboards to celebrate the best of the rookies of this class. So, um, yeah, they're very apologetic and, you know, um, I stacked some Julian Strothers and um, uh, obviously he's, he, I was stacking them just for fun actually and, and he dropped. He dropped. Obviously all, you know, we can talk about the, the prices and a, and a lot's dropped. A lot's dropped. It, it continued to drop even after the, I think it, it was a lot worse when the announcement was made. So, People's collections were impacted because of the change. They can't. They dumped their those floor stacking rares, but that inadvertently um, impacted the whole market. So, depending if you just wanted to buy a random Nick Smith at eighty dollars, you kind of been caught up in this whole um, marketplace, I guess, reaction to the change. So, those who are stacking have got the delta. So, if you were stacking Nick Smith. You know, you stack 10 of his at $80 and now it's 40, you would have got $400 plus 10% and $440. And I, and I have seen some collectors who've, who've been compensated $800 over $1,000 because it soon adds up quite quickly. Um, I got back $80 because, you know, I bought a few, few um, Julian Strothers. So, um, you know, I, I benefited a little bit, even though I wasn't really um, stacking for the leaderboard. But how can you tell what I was doing? And I think the other thing is that, yeah, if you did buy just the Nick Smith because you buy a couple of them because you liked him and you wanted to get his moment, um, you've been caught up in the crossfire. Because um, if you bought just one and, and the, the blog and say you bought one, the blog announcement happened, you lost value on your um, low value rares as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a mess, but there has been some conversation. They did try to act quickly. Again, it's um, making sure your announcements are timed correctly and, and what the intent is. I guess, um, you know, I, I feel like Top Shot's a little bit um, under-resourced sometimes, especially when it comes to these kind of key announcements. They can obviously have financial impact. And I think that, you know, the intent is they've tried to make it right. And I know some people have benefited greatly Um you know, if you're a big fan of Jordan Hawkins and you're just stacking his rare, obviously you suffered when they dropped the floor, but, you know, I've seen people with over $1,000 now to spend on the market. So um, I think it's a good outcome in the end, what they've tried to do. Um, some people are still unhappy about it, which is fair enough. Um, but yeah, if you can, if you look at the marketplace, if even if I go back to the burn leaderboards and even before the burn leader, uh, even before this announcement, the, um, the, the value of these rares have dropped a lot. So if I, you know, have a look at the current prices, um, Wemben Yama, the burn, just a, I'll look at a couple of the key rookies. Wemben Yama is going for 1800 at the moment and his burn leaderboard was 2500. So he's he's dropped around um, 30, 40% there. Chet Holmgren was 1400 um, burn cost to get uh, one of the top 23. 
and now he's around 700. Um, you know, it's not all lost money because some people had stacks of Victor and Chet and others, and uh, there was kind of sunk costs. So, you know, they're kind of probably seeing those um, rookie debuts as, um, uh, you know, capital to build into something bigger. So, um, but that being said, if they weren't if they weren't uh, locked, you could have sold them, and and that would have been the optimal path um, for pretty much all of these rookies. I think. Um, you know, you can see across the board, there's Jaime Harquez, he's at 200 and his burning was around 400. So, um, you know, Kaysom Wallace is almost half. Trace Jackson Davis, he's, he's down um, over 100%. So he's, he was 154 to burn and now he's around 50. So um, Craig Porter, he was $55 to burn. He was probably the least impacted um, from the change because he's still uh, really low. So, yeah, I think that's something to think about when you do just to go back to the burn leaderboards is to think about, you know, how much you're prepared to spend. But to be honest, people didn't know how much um, these rares were going to be. And they did drop even before that blog announcement around the changes to rares. But um, it's something to think about when you are burning is that, um, you know, there's the when the, all the all the uh, packs come out, the um, the values have dropped a lot. So, um, so yeah, they, I guess just to cover the top uh, rookies, Victor's at seventeen seventy five, Chet's at seven hundred twenty five, Brandon's at two seventy five, Jaime Harquez is two hundred five, Keontae George one sixty two, Scoot is one sixty. They're the top six. Um, so they've all come down a bit, but um, yeah, I'd say Keontae and Scoot are kind of around a little bit higher than what I expected. But yeah, uh, Brandon Miller and Jaime Harquez, they're over 200. Maybe they're kind of fairly priced um, now. So those are all the current uh, rares and their prices. So just to continue on the um, Rookie Revelation blog. So just about the Rookie Revelation set as well. Um, if you do get that full set, which is 15 moments, um, which is a, a bit less than last season, there was 20 and two challenge awards. This year it's going to be 15 and uh, they're minted to 75 again, but there's no challenge reward. So um, I think they've kind of put more of a focus on these rookie sets as being um, a long-term collectible set. And as we know with challenge rewards and bottlenecking, um, it kind of limits people finishing the set and um, kind of devalues some of the other rookies in it because no one has desire to finish the set because um, they're the bottlenecked by challenge rewards. So I understand why this set is like that. Um, so if you do get that rookie revelation set, you will have the opportunity to uh, get a holy hollow icon moment or a one of one later in the season. So that's quite cool. And I'm not sure, maybe you'll have also benefits in the season after, you know, to get rookie revelations or um, an allow list in the future season. So it's quite lucrative um, and it's a smaller set than last year, from 20 to 15, which I think is fair because the legendary should reflect the kind of better rookies, not just what's in the freshman gems. So, um, and you can look at the rising stars as a guide to probably who will be in that set. So the next thing I want to talk about is the fast break game, which is uh, 
available to most and you can request access as well. I think maybe go to play, play and fast break and um, I think there's a waitlist request there. Uh, I already have access, so I probably can't see that button. But Fast Break is a new game that um, Top Shot have created. It's been really fun. I think, um, you know, I listened to Tandy and uh, Matt talk, the, the creator of this, talk around Fast Break and why they did it and went away from challenges. And I understand um, why they did it because previous challenges um, created a lot of randomness and um, focus less on the top players. And the way that they've created this is uh, focusing on the best players and also the tiering of that. So, you know, rares and legendaries um, getting more uses. So um, the last fast break just finished. That was a 17 day run and you got a different type of pack at four, nine and 13. This time they're going to be a bit smaller. I think it's 15 days and there's packs at four, eight and 12. Um, and the 12, if you get 12 wins, you get a rare pack. So um, the last, I think this run is going to be a little easier than the last run, but not as easy as the first run. So the first run, I, I think I only lost one round and um, managed to uh, do quite well. But this last one, I ended up with 10 wins out of 17. So I really struggled with some of these um, these days that just went by. Um, you know, Tim Hardaway, you know, decided to brick it one game. Um, I changed from LeBron to LaMelo Ball because I wasn't sure if LeBron was playing and that I lost another, finished at 148 points one day instead of 150. Um, and what else? I think I was short on uh, blocks and steals because Donovan Mitchell and Jaron Jackson decided not to do anything. And that's the part of the game. You can always put the best players and um, that doesn't always work out. So I want to give a few tips around what I've spe speaking to others who have been more successful at this game. I was talking to um, one of the guys that I know jammers. He, he finished with 13 wins last round and he, he won a, a Sabonis hollow in his pack because there was some hollows there. So there's really uh, exciting if you can get to that um, milestone of the, of getting the third pack, which is going to be a rare or better. Um, so just to reiterate, I guess if you have a common, if you can have 20 LeBron commons, but you only can use LeBron once, you have to have a rare of his to use him twice and a legendary to use him four times. So that's always been the same rule. So um, we're into the, uh, second day already um, as the time of this uh, podcast. Um, they have made a change and it's called dynamic lineup. So one of the issues that they had previously was we have these early games on the weekends, especially um, where you didn't know if, you know, players were questionable later in the, in the day. So you weren't, you know, especially the, uh, West Coast games, you had LeBron and AD who were always questionable. So there was a lot of hesitancy to use those guys. Now there's been debate in the fast break discord around using um, uh, an injury spot, but they're, they're going to try this dynamic lineup, which means once your players or that, that team start in that game, they will only lock in. So you have a bit more, I guess, clarity just before the game starts on um, if they're playing or not. 
So you've got the ability to, to move in players in and out um, um, as the day progresses. So a great example was the first day yesterday, we had to get 120 points. A lot of people were progressing, um, you know, in the middle, like kind of heading towards 120. Some people fell behind because of Jalen Brown. He only scored eight points. So they, some people brought in Maxi because they heard he was playing, no Embiid, so he was going to get a lot of high usage. And he scored, I think, 45 or maybe 50. Um, so that kind of worked out for a lot of people um, in that respect. So, and then, and vice versa, if you had Jalen Bronson and some other high scorers, I put in Tobias Harris because I knew he would get usage, but I didn't have to risk um, using Maxi. Uh, so there's a bit of, um, I guess, strategy involved now that the you can kind of bring in play better players at the end of the day or or um, put in um, slightly lesser players. But uh, there's nothing getting away from, I guess, you know, East players generally playing earlier than West. So um, that is what it is. So maybe... You know, we're saying that some of the East legendary players that are, you know, like Giannis, who already gets a lot of usage, um, Giannis does. He, he probably will always have a lot of demand because of his he, he's playing in the East. He could probably get you set up early. Um, but yeah, it definitely gives a bit more love to the, the guys on the West now that you can bring them in and out um, later on. Or maybe you, you think your strongest lineups are all the players at the start of the day. So that doesn't change. So there's different rewards. Um, you've got the daily reward for just the best person each day. That's the same. Um, and then you've got the run reward. So there's a top 100 finishes over the whole run. They will receive packs of increasing rar rarity depending how they finish. So I'm not sure um, exactly how that works. If, but um, And there's also a fast break survivor. So the last collector standing wins a reward. So... So there's a first survivor crowned on day eight, day, day eight. So I'm not sure how this survivor run goes. I don't don't know exactly um, what that is. So maybe someone can tell me what fast break survivor is. But they'll be crowned on day eight. So maybe if maybe if you've still got eight out of eight wins and you're the only one left, then you um, you get a reward. So maybe that's how it works for fast break. But yeah, there's some interesting. Um, Games over the 15, you've got another plus minus um, on day eight. Um, that's really hard. And I had a look at the games. It's really hard to determine with any blowouts on that one because um, one of the strategies was to just choose a team that was going to blow out. Um, for example, Utah Jazz was determined to blow out. I think it was Charlotte. And a lot of people stacked Jazz and won that game. I Minnesota was meant to blow out in their game against, I think it was the Spurs, and they end up losing. And Carl Anthony Towns was terrible. And Mike Conley didn't play, so I lost that one as well. So those ones are quite challenging. But I was speaking to Jammers, who is a top... He won 13 and got a rare pack. He had a couple of tips around using um, teamrankings.com, which gives you some insight into which teams um, you know, are good on the boards, who good defensively who scores more points you know some general things i know around certain teams and you probably know this that you know okc are weak at rebounding and the utah jazz they do a lot of turnovers so the other team will get a lot of steals um indiana paces if you play against them it's, it's you know it's really fast so a lot of points are scored against them um 
So those are kind of obvious, obvious things that if you're mild, you know, NBA sicko, you probably already know, but teamrankings.com um, kind of breaks that down. So I've tried to start using that um, to try and inform myself better because I felt that um, there were insights that I was, wasn't aware of that kind of let me down. Um, and, you know, there's, not, not, there's always going to be people, you know, players like Jalen Brown yesterday that, um, you know, have a, have a poor game and you can't do much about it. That's not typical of how he plays. So um, that's some of the tips um, for, for you that I've learned and also setting up a spreadsheet. Um, and I think Top Shot are going to kind of integrate something in the future, but I've kind of laid out what rares I have, what legendaries I have, and kind of tried to plan my um, my uh, 15 days the next two weeks. So, um, you know, injuries happen. Um, so, you know, think about that as well. Sometimes it's better to play your better players at the start because who knows in a week or two, you know, Embiid's out now. So sometimes, you know, using him when you can might be the better play. I don't know. The guy who won... Um, last uh, round, Bologna Buckets, they didn't have any rares or legendaries. So um, incredible effort by them to get that many wins. Um, they definitely know more about the game than I do, or very lucky. I don't know, maybe a bit of both. So what's going on in Fast Break? I think it's really exciting. I think it's definitely, you know, fun. I, I would like to see some challenges and other things used, maybe something with Top Shot debuts just thrown in during the month, months, um, but the fast break as it stands, I don't think needs to use top shot debuts, but I definitely think you can have other games and things that, um, you know, lend itself to other parts of top shot. Let me know what you think. If you have any tips for fast break, I'm keen to hear them as well. Now I want to go through the, for the win pack drop that's coming up. Uh, there's another few moments for the, for the win set. Um, the packs are available February 6th and it's going to be back to a waiting room drop. That's kind of the old school way that we used to do. We used to queue up, um, get in line and that's at 1 PM on February the 6th. These packs are going to be $39 each and there's 780 packs available. And these packs are quite loaded. There's chance of two rare well there's two rares in the pack there's a chance of a third including a chance at a rookie debut so um for forty dollars you're kind of averaging out to around just under twenty dollars per rare if you look at it like that but there's only 780 packs and you can't reserve them typically i guess these queues probably would have up to two thousand people um or more queuing uh so i think we can expect not everyone will get a pack and I think on the marketplace, these will be probably 60 odd dollars. Um, so, the, you know, there's potential for people to flip them. So I think uh, if you get a pack, you're doing well. And um, either, whether you open it uh, or, or rip it, I think either way is good. After that, there's a quick rip. So that's a 10% chance at $7. So technically, if you spend $70, you will get one rare. So um, a lot better value in the rare packs, but the quick rip's another option. There's 10,000 of those. And that happens, that's gonna be another queue straight after the first rare pack drop. So who are in, who's in this drop? So it's a pretty small drop. 
there's five players. So we've got Dejunte Murray. He's got a game winner where he, he nails a three to get the go-ahead um, in that play. So it's a pretty good play. Um, we've got Jared Allen as well. This one's a little bit of a funny one because it's not actually a what I would call for the win. It's not the last points of the game. It is. It was the hook shot to get the the team up ahead in the in-season tournament, but it wasn't actually the last point. So um, a little bit funny on that one. There's the James Harden one when he's when he's been playing for the Clippers and the clip when he. I don't know if you recall when James Harden first started playing for the Clippers. Um, things weren't going great, and everyone was saying how awful um, this move was. But this is the, if you know James Harden, he's the leader in four-point plays historically. And things were all tied up in this game. And he made a four-point play to go up four points with six seconds left. So um, not only did he, I guess, uh, win the game for them by you know creating a four-point play such late on, it was his first win for the Clippers and he is the leader in these four-point plays. So this was a bit of a turning point for the Clippers, I think, um, when they won this game. Because he, he started, uh, off, you know, the Clippers since then have um, just gone on and on and kept win- won a lot. And they're looking quite good, if they're healthy, to go all the way to the conference finals, at least. Then we've got Anthony Simons. Um, he got the go-ahead, got them to go ahead and win... Um, he split two defenders very late on and um, got the final points for the game um, on that one. So that's that was quite good. And then we've got Malik Monk. Um, this is when he's playing the Warriors. And, you know, the Kings and the Warriors over the last um, couple seasons, their games are getting quite heated. Uh, there's a lot of competitiveness in the games. And this one's a bit of a circus show where he kind of like moves across into the paint and um, gets the game-winning points and um, the Warriors, and well, I guess they didn't uh, get any more shots off in the last few seconds. So he, he got the game-winning points by... Um, he looked like he was trying to force a foul, but he, he flicked it up and got it in. So um, if you get all five of these moments, you can lock them for a Jar Morant for the win rare. Now, that this moment's really cool. I, you know, Jar Morant came back from his suspension. He started playing... And the Grizzlies started playing really well. And he immediately... I think it was the second game back, he um, got this game winner. So um, I really, I saw this moment live and I really liked it. So um, those are the moments you need. So it's quite a small drop. If you, you know, go through the queue and get a rare pack, you could get two, three moments straight away. Maybe you get the other couple by buying a pack or buying the moments off the marketplace. But there is a few leaderboards. So there's a, you know, there's a burn leaderboard if you're using any of the 10 all-star starters. Um, and you can get the whole five moments um, to allow you to to lock for the Jamarant. So there's only five that can get that. And um, so it'll be quite competitive. I do note that when I looked at the leaderboard for this, um, and something I've said once before is um, you've got to estimate how, much, estimate how much you're prepared to burn. And the guy that is currently first called Vokho, he's burnt um, quite a bit of moments for these. So I'd probably estimate these five rares to be around $150, $200. But he's gone and burnt um, 14,000 TSS for this. 
including a LeBron James Challenger Award, um, MGLE. So um, I'd say he's burnt way too much for what the value is. So um, there's a bit of a lesson there that you should only burn what you're prepared to lose. And if it, if it doesn't make sense, it may be better to uh, sell these moments. Granted that it looks like he's locked these um, moments as well. Maybe he's trying to dump and get into something else. But um, yeah, I, you know, burning off your locked moments, even even if they're locked, uh, you know, you just got to make sure that they make sense value-wise. So after this moment crate drop happens, there's a top 40 for a rare pack that's using the same um, guys again, the 10 all-star starters. So um, I'm not going to read them. Well, I'll read them out. It's Giannis, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Tatum, Halliburton, Lillard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and SGA. So they're your starters. If you've got a rare that's really high value that you want to burn, you know, if you think, of, you know, this rare for the wearing packs were $50 and your moment you're burning is less than $50, then it could be worth burning something for the leaderboard. So um, the as usual, for any rares dropped, um, and so for example, in this one, we've got um, Jared Allen. If you're on the Jared Allen leaderboard, there'll be five dropped to Jared Allen. Um, and also if you're in the top uh, 500 for the uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you could get a uh, Jared Allen through the team leaderboard. And I was lucky enough to get a Jared Allen through the team leaderboard. I've had a bit of luck lately. I got a Justin Shepard Paces rookie debut. And I also got the Nurkic um, rare from a previous drop. So a little bit of luck with some of these team leaderboard drops, um, even though I, you know, I'm up there, but I'm not as high as, you know, the top competitors. So uh, appreciate the value and having some, you know, moments locked. So you can see the results on the leaderboard um, on the blog if you think you may have um, got it. So, yeah, um, I'll be doing this uh, drop next week. I'll be queuing up. Um, and um, I think one last thing to say is if you have the Fresh Threads rare set from Series 4, so Fresh Threads um, isn't a rare set this year, but if you do have that, you can lock that up um, before February 5th and you can get a For the Win rare pack as an airdrop. So um, keep that in mind. This is your time if you are the Fresh Threads collector from last season to get it. Because Fresh Threads common is a common this set, you have to get a for the win um, rare instead because um, it's not like for like really. Um, so that's a little bit on for the win. I think um, these will be EV. Um, you just got to queue up this time. I think they've got some payment issues from the previous reservation. That's why they're doing a queue. I don't like the time because I'm in Australia. You have to get up at 4 a.m. Um, but I guess with any of anything on Top Shot, someone at some time zone is going to suffer. So, um, yeah, let me know uh, what you think of this episode. If you have any thoughts on Fast Break or the recent goings-on with the uh, Freshman Gems, let me know. Um, I'll speak to you next time. Thanks. Bye.